Hey everybody, welcome again to May 2021 of Reload Podcast. You got me here, Trey, and you got old Ray Blast, aka Braulio, here with me. So, hey yo. So it's May, we're getting close to June, E3's coming up real soon. I'm very, very anticipated for this event because, oh my god. There's a lot of upcoming stuff like PlayStation, Xbox, PC, Nintendo. There's so much upcoming stuff coming out. Like, I'm just sensing the anticipation, and I feel like a lot of the stuff that's about to be announced is going to be talked about all year long once it's all revealed. But we're actually going to go over some of the stuff that we should be hopefully seeing at E3 as well today on this episode. But uh, before we begin on uh, news and everything... Reload has uh, two upcoming projects before we uh, officially start on Project Genesis. We have Project Seed and Project Nocturne. So basically, Project Seed will be a little uh, linear horror game that we will be working on, but I will not go too much detail as we will be uploading devlogs here soon, kind of explaining what to what to expect and all that, but. I will let Ray Blasic uh, pretty much explain what Nocturne be about here in just a second, but basically we want to try to like uh, revi- like bring new uh, aspects to horror. That's what Project Seed is mostly going to be about, and we already talked about Genesis possibly being a horror, but you know, just ideas, ideas, all coming in and everything. But you want to go ahead and talk, Braulio, about old Nocturne? So Nocturne is a sort of an ambitious project that we're currently planning as you know usual we always like having like a good foundation and having our designs out there there's a lot of design that goes into this so as of right now we are still on the playing process but what i can tell you right now is that it's going to be very um it's going to be different and i think this difference and especially in this uh genre which we're going to I'm going to explain at a later date. Will be interesting. Oh, yeah. But, definitely, definitely interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. What I can tell you is, um, if you're a fan of action, if you're a fast-paced gamer or something, I think this is definitely something you want to keep your eyes out and definitely check up on news. I'm going to be delving into it as much as I can here in the future as the project gets closer to development phase. Heck yeah, I can't, yeah, <clears throat> a lot of us, especially in staff, learning more and more every day. Uh, I may mention it before, but I'm going to college for, like, cybersecurity and stuff, but I'm trying to learn game dev on the side, so people like me, like, you know, new to this, but we're going to definitely be working a lot with people that are, um, you know, experienced like Ray Blast and everything, and we got started getting some other people as well on the development team. But can't wait to see what we can come up with and hopefully hopefully make some bomb ass games. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm ready. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, I mean as of as of right now, we're just pretty much just waiting. Just wait <clears throat> waiting to uh bring up more information and everything, but as of right now we can't really ex like uh pretty much tell all the details just yet eventually we will but uh speaking of which time to start going over so to this episode 
as of today, actually, uh, there has been a new trailer for Far Cry 6 dropped. Just kind of unexpectedly. But Far Cry 6 is expected to launch October 7th with new new weapons, vehicles, and pets. Ooh. We're talking pet crocodiles, so jetpacks, and there's going to be a lot of options. So I'm going to say probably be like Far Cry 5 type level equipment and followers and stuff like that. But from what I saw from the trailer, so, and I remember reading it before, Far Cry 6 is supposed to be kind of like a, uh, dic- like you're setting a, an actual dictatorship. And from what I saw, like the military style equipment, gear, and everything. This definitely looks like, um, I wouldn't say Caribbean or, like, completely South American, but, well, actually, yeah, like, you would almost assume it's, like, a communist South American, like, nation you're basically going against, like, with this, the military equipment and everything. We got all these types of, like, Russian helicopters, uh, a lot of weapons, if, I wouldn't say I saw any really any tanks, but I would not I wouldn't be surprised if like they finally like bring those type of vehicles to Far Cry. Because uh, you're supposed to be it's going to be pretty much a whole big city, and then you're going to have like a whole big jungle on the outskirts that you'll be that's going to be consistent of the map. <clears throat> uh, speaking of which, uh, I mean recently we've been having a craze over falling babies on Destiny 2. Now we're having a craze <laughs> on. Uh, Far Cry 6 with a little pupper. A lot of people's going over crazy over a little dog. Hey. <clears throat> but from what I gather from the trailer, the main character will be a female, uh, Danny Rojas. A nat- yeah, it's actually a Caribbean island of Yara. That's what the map, that's what the city and map would be called is Yara. And um, under the rule of El Presidente Anton Castillo. <clears throat> El Presidente, that's a reference for Old Tropico. <laughs> and a fight for island, Rojas has access to a customized weapons, such as handgun with a large drum magazine. That's pretty realistic. And a launcher that shoots out burnt-out CDs of Los Del Rio's 90s hit Macarena, or Macarena. A lot of, lot of dialogues tend to pronounce stuff like that differently. But... There's definitely a lot of new trailers, especially a character trailer for the main character and everything. So, this this is actually supposed to be coming out in October, which originally was supposed to come out already in February, but I honestly can't complain as long as it's good to go and everything. I have no complaints. Hopefully this game turns out to be really, really well, because... This is an actual. This this is basically going like to like old school touched style like Far Cry. <clears throat> like you're pretty much instead of like you know, just cults and everything. You're actually going against like governments and you know aren't like actual para- paramilitaries and stuff like that. But uh, it will be coming to PS4 and Xbox One, so it'll be coming to current gen and next gen for sure. It's also coming to Stadia. But you will definitely be having a pet dog and pet crocodiles, so that's definitely oh. going to be definitely going to be something. Um, another thing that's also noticeable is that a lot of people are seeing destructible environments. So we could possibly see like a uh, Mercenaries Two successor. If for those who played Mercenaries Two, that game was set in uh, Venezuela, and 
you know, mercenaries is known for destructible environments, so we could potentially be something seeing a little uh, something similar, possibly. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain we're of destructible environments entirely, but that's just something we have to see. But, and, and unlike Far Cry 4, 5, and, you know, some stuff like that, they're finally bringing back the actual destruction you could do in 2 and 3, like bringing down trees and causing actual, like, smoke and everything. So it's like, uh, it's definitely going to be, like, more realistic feel. So, like, explosions are, apparent, are definitely going to be bringing, like, a lot of smoke. So if, like, you cause fires, like, <clears throat> you're definitely going to have, like, a... Uh, hard time fighting but you could definitely use that to your advantage to like stealth because that's kind of what these games are known for as well as also stealth but i'm honestly i'm honestly looking to enjoy this game already like i've seen trailer and everything it's definitely something i've, I've actually been wanting for a far cry what have you seen any of the new stuff yet or i've or, seen little snippets um and personally, I have to say, like, I really like, like, the feel they're going with it. It definitely looks like something that would interest me. Especially as uh, someone who's played, like, Far Cry, you know, here and there. It definitely, it's on my radar for games coming out in the future. That's yeah. for sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for a long time, the only thing we had was that one trailer of the El Presidente, and I'm assuming his kid... Oh, and then there's the riots and everything going on, and for a while that's all we had. But now, now there's like an actual interview with the uh, El Presidente, and it it seems like there's definitely going to be a lot happening in this uh, here here game. I'm honestly, already hyped. Like I, I wasn't really, because you know, Far Cry, like I enjoyed Far Cry Five, but it's like it was only good for pretty much a little bit. But this game seems like it'd be good all throughout. Like, I would probably say, like, on my like scale, I would almost say this game would definitely be good. It's like Far Cry Two, Far Cry Three. Hopefully, mm. hopefully it does. We hope, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but we discussed this game before Battlefield Six, so we have covered that it was supposed to be next gen only but there has been a lot of leaks saying that it will be for sure becoming a ps4 and at the xbox one but their possibility is going to be very downgraded so they are saying this game should be for sure releasing in 2021 it may be possibly december but as far as we know it's still gonna be 64 player multiplayer and everything and uh there's definitely, like, uh, someone was saying, like, they're trying to go for, like, content kind of like Battlefield 3's, like, kind of like Battlefield 3 roots, which I honestly would not complain. Battlefield 3, definitely a lot of fun. But hopefully, and hopefully, they add, like, still, like, structable uh, buildings and stuff like Ford did, and, like, you know, Siege of Shanghai and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But... It's it's still going to be taken 10, 15 years in the future, so it's going to be like modern, but um, some new te technology. Because you got to remember the last DLC for Battlefield 4 was when, uh, you know, floating tank, uh, <clears throat> the I wouldn't say crossbow, but the little bow they had and everything was definitely taken futuristic. 
But I mean, there's not really too much as of yet that we haven't already covered for Battlefield 6, but from what we gathered, there de it definitely looks like they're going back to like Battlefield 3 route. Which honestly, I wouldn't complain at all. Alright. So there's a game that's been honestly a surprise for me. And I honestly have to say, I kind of have to thank Soup, one of the other founders of Reload, for showing me this game. Knockout City. Been enjoying this game. It's uh, If you have EA Play or Game Pass, you can definitely play this game. It's also cross-play as well. Um, so basically, there's like this whole entire city, uh, in case, you know, Knockout City, and it's <laughs> dodgeball. You definitely got all these moves. You can tackle players, you can catch balls, or dodgeballs being thrown at you, and there's like all different types of uh, dodgeballs. There's like a, foot, like a football, it's like a sniper, in a sense. There's a, a bomb, there's multi-balls, which basically you have like, instead of one, you have three to throw. There's uh, a cage, so if you threw a cage at someone and catch them, you can use them as a dodgeball against the, their teammates. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of that, you can also put yourself into a ball for your teammates, and they can use you to throw at the other team. Ooh. And there's also a moon ball, which is supposed to like help you jump higher and stuff. And it has like a nice little uh, music when you hold it. But from what I've seen, everybody's been pretty much enjoying this game. One of my favorite stream streamers, Saving the Bees, he's been uh, talking about it. But you know, it is under EA, so there's that still that possibility that soon EA may uh, maybe start breaking down and then start ruining the game. So hopefully that doesn't happen. I noticed EA's been making a lot of good decisions lately and everything, but so hopefully they keep that trend going. But definitely a little futuristic. The maps are really good. <clears throat> like, it's really easy to learn controls. Uh, the only thing is, it's like for me, I keep like, so there's like different types of jumps. Like there's Q and E, and they both have different ones. E is like, uh, you're kind of just like twirling and double jump. And then Q is like a front flip double jump. And like Q and E for like mouse and keyboard, it's uh, diff also different ways to um, throw the dodgeball. And I'm used to always space being jump. And every single time I use it, I'm because uh, you can still jump with space, but if you d press double space, it brings out the glider, and it's, sometimes that still messes me up. <laughs> but. So yeah, um, that's actually what I'm actually reading something right now. So basically, like uh, people are kind of like graphics are basically kind of like Splatoon from Nintendo. Uh, I would I would almost say like the avatar the characters are definitely looks like the ones for Splatoon. Definitely got some good customizations and everything as well. And the game's like twenty bucks base anyway. But if, like I said, if you already have Game Pass or EA Play, you can already go ahead and download it pretty much for free. But I was showing I was showing this game and yeah this game is definitely I would definitely keep an eye on this game or try it out eventually. Uh, so far there's only three v three and two v two, 
And I think in comp, there's a 1v1. So you could get a lot of people, like up to six for private matches, but you can't really get any more as of yet. I'm not entirely sure if they're going to add any more, like 4v4 or 5v5, but I can go ahead and tell you if there was a 5v5, they better hope there's bigger maps or something because it's going to be chaotic. But speaking of this game, this game kind of reminded me of uh, a Ubisoft game that, that was announced in an E3 like years ago called Roller Champions. That's kind of what vibes I was getting from this game. But, you know, sadly, Roller Champions still ain't out. Dear God, Ubisoft, please bring this game, make that game come really soon. But yeah, just, Knockout City is definitely, de definitely like a must try for me, like personally. Oh, actually, if you if you do not have EA or Game Pass, actually, um, Knockout City is free to play until thirty first of May. Oh, hey, mm -hmm. that's definitely a good time to hop in the ring. <laughs> yep. Oh, and this also uh, this game will also tests like your reflexes a lot. But one of the biggest issues that I probably would see on this game, and it's not really an issue, but if you want to like make your character actually look cool and everything, there are the microtransactions, which you know EA that is expected. Mm -hmm. But as of yet, there's none that's like pay to win, so that's good. Alright. <clears throat> Have you tried out Knockout City yet? I've played. Um, I haven't really ever played it, but I've seen streamers play it, and it looks definitely fun. Something, like, definitely like to have fun yeah. around with, especially like in a stream or, like, for content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never officially, like, you know, hop, like, watch a stream or anything. I just know Soup came up to me. He's like, hey, try out this game. And I'm like, okay. I downloaded it. Not that p big of a game. Runs really well, optimized, no crashes or anything, and got in a match almost instantly. Nice, nice. Probably the only thing is, is the menu can be unfriendly a little bit. Like, trying, like, uh, how would you say it? Like, the social menu and trying to exit the game is, is like, a, a little odd. And I will say that, uh, when you're in between matches, like matchmaking, it's a little different. So, you know, some games like this, like when you're in lobbies, you go back, basically, you just go back and you just run around waiting for the new match. This one, you're basically just a, still, like, you're in a match and then now you're waiting for the other match. You don't go back to your hideout or anything. You're just sitting there just waiting. Mm. <clears throat> All right. But, I mean, I would definitely recommend not checking out Knockout City for those who are listening. Definitely must play. I mean, I'll probably, in my honest opinion, I would recommend it. But this game, you know, it could be one of those games like Fall Guys or, you know, Among Us. Be popular for a little bit and then just kind of just fall out of popularity. But, yeah, it just all depends how EA plays with this game. <clears throat> But, uh, now let's go to some real issues for streaming. Since mm. we've been talking about streams <laughs> a little bit. DMCA. Over a thousand DMCA claims just today, or just recently, I wouldn't say today, but just recently, 
a lot of creators were slapped. I noticed that Nick Merckx and like a lot of other people, they had to go to the other VODs after being slapped with DMCA claims. And yeah, like I'm talking like just thousands of claims now. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is all comes in from like you know listening to music in the background. Which sadly is no longer just gonna be a thing no more. It's uh talk like listening to music in the background playing a game or even just talking to your viewers. So Twitch is basically still saying to these uh content creators saying don't play music, like they're not helping these people at all and they're just slapping people with DMCA strikes with no issues. It's very unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Especially considering some of these like DMCA's like from clips or like videos that are years or months old, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a, a very unfortunate situation that we're finding content creators in right now. Yeah, I actually started researching this stuff a little bit. It's actually very complicated. And that's why a lot of content creators basically kind of fall prone to stuff like this. So it's basically like if like almost drinking a coke on stream can get be make you liable to be DMCA striked literally like showing off any brand that's that's uh protected from copyright laws or anything which you as you know coke dr pepper twitch itself amazon you know stuff like that almost any of them can literally send a copyright claim and it's just ridiculous but <clears throat> but i mean with the with the way that's going the music industry is definitely going to change because like you know youtube youtube had this problem they kind of helped settled it but especially with twitch like you know streamers trying to show up their favorite songs and stuff it's going to affect that and twitch is definitely gaining more popularity more and more every day so music industry, in my opinion, may be, like, kind of affected by this. Because there's been instances where even, like, artists, the music they made themselves, they were to sit there and hit with strikes. Did you know about that? I've heard, like, multiple stories, like, oh, you know, I'm listening to my own music. Oh, wait, I just got a notification. Oop, strike. Okay, I'm going to go call up my stuff. <laughs> it's dumb, but I guess that's just how the system works, which is unfortunate. Which is why there needs to be a change or something, right? Yeah, I mean, I doubt the, I doubt Twitch will probably change it. They're going to basically force all content creators to pretty much fall in line or be gone. That's why, like, mm -hmm. YouTube and, like, Facebook starting to get a lot of uh, new content creators, like, you know, Stone Mountain, Dr. Respect on all these other platforms. And, like, other platforms yeah. like Thetis, like, all, like, pretty much starting to skyrocket. Like, it, granted, to it, like I was saying earlier, Twitch is gaining popularity, but they could definitely be a lot bigger if they had the situation fixed. Sure, for sure. <clears throat> but, uh, speaking of which, uh, poles and hot tubs. <laughs> That's an I interesting decision. I want to go over that just a little bit. So, for a long time on Twitch, it's there was a lot of uh, just like just chatting was literally just filled with like hot tubs and pools, you know, nothing against people or anything, but 
I've noticed on Twitter, like even big time streamers and everything were complaining about Twitch basically supporting pornography, like legit saying that Twitch is supporting pornography on their platform. Because if you went to some streams, some of them were promo like literally drawing on their bodies. They were, uh, you know, doing all types of stuff, promoting their OnlyFans, which is adult content, on promoting their premium Snapchat. Like, like it was wild. And now Poles and Hot Tubs now has their own little category. Mm-hmm. But but the funniest thing I noticed is like uh, I never really you know go on there and watch. I never really hardly ever use browse if always try to follow, uh, watch people that I already follow, and most of the time I'll see their go live on Twitch, or I just use the follow thing on Twitch. The, <clears throat> but now I, I finally went and looked at it, and like you just go in there and you just see literally just people with like a pull on the background or the beach in the background. Like they're sitting there just in normal clothes, but they just have like a beach or something in the background. <laughs> Trixie, uh, Trixie was doing that actually before recently. Just said that like basically photoshopped herself and basically in a hot tub. Hey man, if it works, it works, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But, but, uh, before we go into sad break, basically we want to go over, you know, when it comes to like DMCA strikes and all that, that was definitely one of the reasons Reload was started, was basically to try to make music for streamers to use and everything, and that's definitely something that's still kind of in the works, but, you know, stuff takes time. Definitely got to get the equipment and all, you know. Mm-hmm. But, for sure, for sure. But, uh. I mean, hopefully Twitch comes up with something to help with content creators, but from for how long this has been going on and basically like what's been happening, especially like even big times people have been having to still delete all their videos, like this happened months ago and now they're having to do it again. And now people are getting upset, yeah, it just I just highly doubt Twitch is gonna do anything. So it's basically my honest opinion, don't eat don't basically don't even play music at all. So, and sometimes you even gotta be careful because you still got GTA, you still got Cyberpunk. You can't even play the in-game music like that in in the stream. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, I mean we're going to a little ad break here in a little bit, so me and Ray Blast will be right back. <laughs> hey welcome back welcome back to the reload podcast hopefully y'all enjoyed that little ad break so you know kind of cover far cry 6 battlefield 6 maybe that's what it's going to be called who knows Knockout City, you know, did a lot of, gave basically our input, you know, went over some DMCA. But, uh, I want to talk real quick. So, developers letting fan bases down. So, recently we had some updates on Red Dead Redemption 2 Online, you know, Total War. There's a lot been going on with the fan base and developers and Call of Duty. <clears throat> so, Red Dead Online is still lacking a lot of content and everything. 
and online's probably been out since like late 2018 and it's and it went on PC in 2019 and there's still not a lot of content and a lot of player base is getting uh pretty angry and only and they had an update recently and the only thing they added was just a few races and let me t let me tell you the whole the player race was not happy total war <laughs> total war is basically the same concept a lot of them's basically been asking for a medieval like medieval 3 for a long time a lot of a lot of people may know medieval 2 and like all that used to be like very big fan favorites especially for mod like mods like uh, the third age like lord of the rings and uh, a lot of other games it's also where the original Warhammer of uh, mods were on before they ca actually came out Warhammer and Warhammer 2. So there's Warhammer 3 coming out, but the thing is, is a lot of fans are not really happy because, you know, they like fantasy, but what their people are questioning is like, if we're not doing fantasy, why aren't we doing Lord of the Rings? Or why do we not have a Medieval 3 yet? Another thing that also made the player base for Total War very unhappy was the developers announced they were stopping to support Three Kingdoms. That game recently oh. came out too, and the fan base was really not happy. <clears throat> for Call of Duty, yeah, a lot of people still mad, upset with Call of Duty with the whole uh, cheats and hacking and everything that's still going on. You know, they've been breaking down on them, but... <clears throat> like a lot of, I still see a lot of complaints a lot of players like don't want to do anything with Cold War not still not even want anything with Modern Warfare they have to like go to like old games like that Black Ops 3 or Black Ops 2 for tournaments now and competition yeah. it's just crazy with Call of Duty because Call of Duty is probably backed by probably one of the biggest publishers in they have over ten, like ten development companies working on Call of Duty itself, even the new one, and even Warzone, and even like all of them, like like you got all these development teams and everything, and they're basically like according to like a lot of the player base, they are, are basically letting them down, quote like quote unquote. <clears throat> but set that aside. Let's go to some actual good developer news. Phasmophobia has definitely been a game that released, you know, had a lot of bugs and everything. It's definitely have improved a lot since its release. Now, it may not be as popular, but there's still constant, like, lots of people playing every day. Now, <clears throat> this has definitely been unexpected, but they're adding new ghosts to the game. And they're supposed to be adding new maps. If uh, if you've been a follower of Phasmophobia developer Kinetic Games, which just one developer, he uses Trello to basically announce like uh, all types of updates. It's how people knew when Prisons coming out, all types of bug fixes and everything. The two new ghost types that are supposed to be coming out is the Yokai and the Hantu. They're mm. uh, part of Japanese folklore, but they're not really... Uh, malicious you could say um i mean hope i mean oni definitely very is like one of the most malicious beings in japanese folklore so hopefully i mean i hate i hate to see something more malicious than oni that's all i have to say but <laughs> but uh when it comes to like you know folklore and everything yokai 
are sometimes nice, bringing good luck and everything, but most likely you're going to come across the more violent, dangerous types of, of those ghosts and everything, so there's no telling of, like, what new things to look out for and everything. Mm-hmm. Hong 2 is based on uh, Malaysia and Indonesian spirits and demons. Kind of qu- quite a variety, variety, I should say. But there's no, t- um, there's not really too much information about the Haunt 2, but there's no telling what to expect from this one. I definitely know from like when it comes to Indonesian like spirits and demons, there's some, some of them you definitely don't want to mess with. Mm-hmm. But there's no expected release date, but it will definitely be soon. Last I checked, they were supposed to be in the beta build, but. Just hope for that. They're supposed to be added the apartment map and a mansion map here soon as well. I'm honestly would not. I'm honestly ready to start playing some Phasmophobia again. I've been playing in VR. Thanks for uh, Bralio here telling me all about it. And <clears throat> me and my cousin Showtimer eventually bought a VR. We one of the first games we tried was Phasmophobia. It's a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. Very big different experience. When you're sitting there playing a game like this on VR. But, uh, yeah, I I knew, noticed that recently they've been adding, like, new models. They've been adding, like, different types. Professional is actually hard. Like, very much more difficult now. To, like, to some points where you can't even get evidence because the ghost just won't give evidence. Used to, that was an actual bug, but now that's an actual, uh, feature. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. Ghost hunting. Yeah, and uh, speaking of which, fat, they're still making them a lot more difficult. Like, you know, ghosts can, like, in hunt mode can open all doors and everything now. Like, when you're in a closet, instead of having to hold onto one door, it's going to open both doors and you have to be quick. <clears throat> but uh, some other good news. Dying Light 2, you know, we've... Same thing with Far Cry 6. We've been kind of waiting on something to come out with, like, you know, for this. Dying Light 2 was basically in development hell, and now we have an official release date for Dying Light 2. December 7th. So, basically, Dying Light 2, Civilization's already collapsed, the virus is pretty much won, and we're basically back in the Dark Ages when it comes to, like, a lifestyle. So from what it seems, it seems like a lot of stuff in the Dying Light will uh, definitely have very big impacts on the story. If you remember like the very first like gameplay trailer they had, <clears throat> you basically had that choice of dealing with water and everything like that. So I'm expect for how long this game's been in development since that. Uh, trailer came out. Um, I hate this. I hate pretty much hate to see how how much content there's going to be. But the new title is instead of just Dying Light 2, it's now Dying Light 2 Stay Human. If you remember that, the main character happens to be infected now. Oh. Yeah. But <clears throat> the, you will take on the role of Aiden Caldwell, part of a group called the Night Runners. Uh, the course, there's still day and night cycle, oh, volatiles, and a parkour <laughs> movement system from the first game, uh, first 
first game was done really, really well. But, uh, <clears throat> basically when it comes to, like, being the Dark Ages, you're basically, you either suffice to basically, like, um, uh, basically told, uh, authoritarian, like, government, basically, like, people, like, having to submit, or you basically, you have, like, total anarchy with just bandits and everything. That's basically what it seems like this game would definitely end up with. <clears throat> but, so, I mean, Techland, like, that was what we were saying in previous episodes. Techland's been pretty much entirely silent, but, ne but now it seems like uh, they are for sure going to be releasing PS4. It's definitely going to be on PS4 or Xbox and the next gen all December 7th. And uh, they're saying that one of the reasons that the re game was being delayed so much was, you know, COVID. Mm -hmm. Oh, another thing, UV lights are also still a friendly thing. And it seems like there's a lot of different setups, a lot of different weapons and crafting will definitely be available now. But I'm honestly, I'd like to see this game on E3, like, you know, games already mentioned. <clears throat> but it just pretty much just depends on what they want to bring out because I mean like I was saying earlier E3 is definitely going to be huge this year because you know last year we didn't have one there's not really been many conferences lately I know uh, PlayStation has recently shown out some uh, that uh, the new Horizon game Forbidden West I noticed they showed some screenshots and everything but uh <clears throat> but honestly, we just have to see. I know Xbox and Bethesda is like highly anticipated, so we'll we'll we will never know what all games are actually going to be coming out this year. As of right now, we know Starfield is heavily rumored to come out this year, and Halo Infinite heavily rumored. Well, Halo Infinite's supposed to be definitely come out this year, but honestly, I wouldn't expect any surprises. <clears throat> but uh, you know, speaking of PlayStation though. More PlayStation games are coming to PC. Let's go. Yep. You know, Hell Divers are is uh, you know, games like Hell Divers, everybody's going to Rapture, Guns Up, Horizon Zero Dawn, Predator. Predator's finally on Steam, by the way. And recently Days Gone and now Uncharted Four Thieves End is coming to PC. Ayo? There's That's such a big title. Mm-hmm. There's still rumors of Marvel Spider Man, uh Ratchet can claim and Ghost of Tsushima and uh, potentially Bloodborne and Demon Souls all coming to PC. That's I mean, be awesome. I've seen, I've seen where uh, they turned out to be making a very like a bigger profit releasing on PC than they do on uh, just releasing on the exclusive platform PlayStation. But I have seen a lot of good reviews, so I think after Horizon Zero Dawn, it was a bad port. But now, from what I saw with Days Gone, a lot of people was enjoying it, and it was a, and it wasn't as bad. So that would definitely be good. <clears throat> All right, so we're so uh, we're gonna cover two games real quick. <clears throat> Victoria Three. A lot of people may know Hearts of Iron, Crusaders, Kings, uh, Europa Universalis. I think that's how you pronounce it. One of the original games, actually, 
Oh, and I shouldn't forget Solaris. Solaris was another mm -hmm. one. I shouldn't forget uh, Victoria is basically like, you know, between Europa and uh, Hearts of Iron. It's basically during the Bismarck era, you could say. Uh, <clears throat> basically on, like a Victorian era as well. And uh, also focuses on World War One. So like you're having like um actually no I take that back early Victorian era to like uh pre World War Two era that's pretty much what you're looking at with Victoria Three last game uh last game of course is Victoria Two but that game's been out a long time ago and you get it really cheap on Steam but you know you know these type of games you know focus on economics politics industrialization the so social revolutionary change of the area here, you know, <clears throat> communism, socialism, and capitalism, and stuff like that, you know, but this has actually been recently announced, and everything, so I actually probably try and hop on this game, but <clears throat> I should also mention uh, Prussia is, is definitely a prominent figure in this game as well, that gives it basically an insight to, uh, what people can expect but uh but probably the last topic we'll be covering up for this episode and then we'll probably go over some minor stuff before we end it biomutant biomutant has officially came out it was released on may 25th for all platforms so i've been hearing a lot of mixed things steam currently has a lot of mixed reviews so <clears throat> basically described as a kung fu fable action RPG I've been seeing like a lot of good things been a lot of bad things and uh, it's basic like basically it's like very like you know colorful graphics graphics look really well done and everything there's a lot of events and the story from what I was told is a bit eh but from, from the combat, I have seen the combat, and the combat actually looks very fantastic. But, you know, combat can always be proven to be uh, everything, you know, especially on all recent games. But, <clears throat> basically, from what I kind of read through the subscription, Battle Mutants basically kind of like a uh, another version of Dauntless. You're basically, like, human race is extinct... Which, you know, that's not Indomitus anyway, but... And you're basically <laughs> fighting these big, giant predators known as World Eaters, which, you know, kind of like, you know, Monster Hunter slash Dauntless. Because that's kind of what it seems. But... De definitely a lot of uh, narrative details, lore, and charming characters. Uh, I've been... A lot of, like I was saying, it's a bit mixed. A lot are enjoying it, but a lot are not. But... Basically, basically the biggest thing that's been told about this game is first impressions are pretty bad, but once you get deep into the game, it's definitely like it. It definitely starts to turn to a delightful experience. But I've been I hear a lot of mix. Don't really take my word for it. Um, I've been told it's repetitive. I mean, sometimes the, I've been told the boss fights are a bit weak, but 
creative world building, lovely environments. I definitely will say the graphics definitely look good and definitely big customization. I definitely remember that was one of the big things they showed off in the trailer like years ago when they finally announced the game. But, uh, <clears throat> definitely combat heavy, so if you're expecting, you know, anything else other than combat, then you may be disappointed, sadly. Even though it is supposed to be in RPG elements. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, for Bottom Mutant, I may try it out myself here soon, but... I'll definitely, like, if there's definitely any updates to, like, reviews and stuff, I'll probably be covering it on the next episode. But the next episode will probably be hard to cover a lot of stuff because we'll be having, uh, be covering the whole entire E3 almost best as we can by this new episode. And from, like I, like I mentioned in the very beginning of the podcast, E3 is going to be huge this year. <clears throat> but... But only thing we can pretty much do is, you know, just hope. Hopefully, a lot of good stuff come out. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe some of the PlayStation exclusives will come out this year. Maybe a lot of Xbox will. Maybe the, there may be some games that just come out of the blue and just surprise everybody. Apex. What's up? I was just reminding myself of Apex. How it just came out out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Maybe Titanfall three. Who knows? <laughs> oh, who knows? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, I would actually, I want, I actually would like to see another, like, you know, something to do with Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's a new mode for Apex. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too much of a fan of BRs anymore, but I would not be hesitant to have like some Apex Battlegrounds, kind of like Titanfall, like in a yeah, not, not necessarily like you know in the same setting, but like you know, like kind of like how Arena is, but team deathmatch. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. That'd definitely be cool, but, but I mean, there's definitely a lot going to be coming out, you know, Destiny 2's story is supposed to be taking a lot of turns and twists and everything, <clears throat> uh, you know, Smite's came out, coming out with another Last Airbender Battle Pass, La- uh, Knockout City started their season day, Halo start, basically um, started revamping their games actually on the Master Chief Collection. Not Ooh. many people know that, but <clears throat> a lot of people actually had a lot of complaints because if you went on the 360 original Xbox and played uh, like Combat Evolved and stuff, and you played it on Master Chief Collection, before their last update, you could see the downgrade on the Master Chief Collection, but they went and fixed it, and now it actually looks a lot better. <clears throat> also, for those RuneScape people, there's going to be another iteration of God Wars. You know, God Wars used to be like a very big fan favorite back in the day. And then they came out with a second God Wars. And now there's a third one called the Elder God Wars. That's definitely going to be a neat little thing. <clears throat> I mean, I actually need to start grinding on that game. It's I'm, I hate that it takes years to officially get to certain points. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, I actually been enjoying, uh, Total War Rome Remastered. That's actually one of the, uh, biggest things, actually, that a lot of the player base, you know, besides the other decisions they've been enjoying. 
And uh, what was the other? There was another. There was something else with Total War recently, but I cannot put my finger on it. Oh, Total War Troy is finally coming to Steam. Hey, I noticed. Cool. I noticed a lot of the people's been getting mad because, like, especially big games like Predator and Total War having exclusives on Epic usually brings a lot of hatred because people don't want to, you know, have this have multiple different launchers because I'll even say it myself was like I kind of hate having different launchers because I forget I have all the I forget that I have uh Rogue Company I forget I have con like Lorraine's Conquest on a different launcher you know mm -hmm. I, yeah cause, you know you know just big stuff like that can be kind of annoying but and it's also another thing, you know, Microsoft, like, you know, Microsoft games being on their own Game Pass, you know, that's on a separate launcher too. But, you know, hopefully maybe they'll have it all figured out eventually or, you know, something. But, uh, I'll definitely for, uh, Apex, I've been actually seeing a lot of things about Valkyrie. A lot of people have been switching to her. Oh, speaking of which, Rust is finally on console on Xbox. I've definitely been having a lot of people, a lot of my console buddies, be like, "Hey, you should get this." I'm like, "You gonna buy it for me?" <laughs> it's kind of—I do kind of hate it. They didn't really bring crossplay, but you never know. They mount a lot of games are coming crossplay. Oh yeah, let me uh, cover that real quick. Borderlands Three is now supporting crossplay besides PlayStation. Rip Sony. Or just PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. So that was the thing with Resident Evil 8, which, great game, by the way. Um, that was a, a big, that was definitely a big issue, because apparently, like, so, apparently Sony's basically going back to her old roots and trying to stop crossplay because, you know, they, they want to try to be, like, you know, dominant and everything. But mm -hmm. with this decision and, and everything, like, the only, re the only reason they started flo uh, flocking to doing crossplay is because it started biting them, like, hard. But, you know, maybe they'll go back to it. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll, uh, you know, revert their decisions and keep supporting crossplay. Who knows? We can hope that Sony doesn't get as carried away. And, you know, more crossplay is always better, really. Yeah. You know, it'll be that, about that time for GTA Five to finally get crossplay. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we kind of went over a lot. Uh, I mean, we're like, like I've always been saying, just wait for E3 to come out. All these other stuff come out. I mean, Deba Delight's bringing out Resident Evil Chapter, Nemesis, Leon, and Jill, and the, the map definitely looks pretty good. But, I mean. I'm just ready under you know, I'm just ready for all these games to come out and everything, you know. Mm -hmm. Wait for them to be announced and I'm gonna have a field day. <laughs> but uh yeah. But yes, reload will def like if y'all are in our server and everything, y'all are free to ask us questions. If you wish to be a guest, you are free to basically hit me up or Ray Bus or or make a ticket, leave a note or anywhere in the server, send a DM to our Twitter, Instagram, anything. But, uh, but yeah, we are officially done with this episode, and remember to stay tuned that we will be uploading devlogs soon as well. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed month.